Chaos and Christ Podcast. Chaos and Christ Podcast. We honor Christ. Lift heavy weights, act like men, and resist tyranny. And now your host, Alexi Felix. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Chaos and Christ Podcast. I'm your host, Alexi Felix. And today is New Year's Eve, and so I thought I would give you guys something today as we enter into the new year. And I honestly, this is coming from really deep inside my mind, my heart, and obviously this is centered around the New Year's resolution. Now, let me just give this a caveat. I am not a New Year's resolution kind of guy. I think that if you are going to do something, if you are making a commitment to yourself in order to progress and grow and just accomplish those goals that you so desperately deep down inside want to accomplish, then you don't need a specific date, month, or year to do so. You can do it now. All right. Now, with that being said, I still hold true to that. That doesn't go away for me because I think that's a good, healthy mindset to have. We shouldn't wait for a specific date or time to do something, to start something. But at the same time, I've really done some, I've done some contemplating, some thinking. And you know what? I want to come at this in a different direction. Some of you may actually have a legitimate New Year's January 1st, 2023 resolution that you intend on starting. And I'm not here to dissuade you, to discourage you, or to simply laugh at you. That is not at all what I want to do. If anything, I want to take a different approach. I want you to double down. Double down on exactly what it is that you said you want to do and celebrate it and post it and say, this is my New Year's resolution. This is it. Do it. You know what? Because we tend to get into this trend of kind of putting down the cliches in our world. And look, I don't like cliches either. I think they're cringy as heck. I think that it's just for me, it's just cringy. You know, really, at the end of the day, it just boils down to like, I don't like to do those things because it just seems like we all know how this goes. It's so predictable, all that. But you know what? I want to just reverse that I because deep down inside, you clearly do want to make some changes. And as human beings, I think we look for patterns of things to just be able to track our measurement of growth. That is just a natural human thing. I've learned this so much in business. We look at metrics. We look at statistics, our stats, our performance in history's time. And we kind of pinpoint it from a specific date. And we just kind of, you know, we gather data from that. And that allows us to see whether our patterns are working or not. And so I, I, don't, I don't demonize January 1st resolutioners because now I understand. It's a natural, innate human thing because even though I don't pick January 1st to be a date that I officially say, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. Boom, boom, boom. Now we are officially started. It doesn't matter. I still like to track my history. Like if I decide... No shave November was something that I wanted to do. Then I'm obviously tracking from day first of November to the very last month of November, right? Like I'm tracking uh, that gives me a unit of measurement. It allows me to see my progress. And I understand your intentions for that. 
But I got to be honest with you as well. The cliches are there because they prove to be true so very often, and the statistics have proven themselves. A lot of people, especially a little bit more younger generation people, have a New Year's resolution in mind. Typically, it has a lot to do with health, fitness, and wealth, finances, things of that nature. That's usually what people are aiming for when they talk about New Year's resolutions. Because these are some important things. We understand that health is wealth. We understand that wealth is wealth. And we know that's what we would rather have in life, right? Like it may not be billionaire status and it may not be supermodel status, but at least least if you can get to a place where you are your best version of yourself, where you are financially secured, confident, at peace to be able to make investments, take care of your family, put food on the table have a roof over your head, who doesn't want that? And that I think that is a very good, healthy thing that as believers, we should definitely want. But the statistics bear out that only 9% of people that do commit to a New Year's resolution actually fulfill it and succeed it. 9%. That's it. Imagine how many people have a resolution today. You might have a resolution today. You. Or starting tomorrow. Because, well, the day of this recording, it's New Year's Eve. I intend to release it New Year's Eve. But obviously, you might be listening to it on New Year's Day. And nevertheless, you are here today and you are thinking to yourself, I have one. Or maybe you're like me and you're like, no, I don't have one. I'm already about it. Cool. By all means. It still doesn't matter, though, because even if you decided to start your fitness journey in December, right? Because you say, you know what? I'm going to do it now. Great. Kudos to you. Are you still doing it? Are you still in it? Because statistics show that within two weeks, about 40, 50% of people, 55, I think I saw, they've given up because, and the majority of that is because of motivation. That's it. I just don't feel like it. I'm just, it's not vibing with me right now. I'm not in the mood. Or you go into this perpetual cycle of shame because you slipped up and you had a cake or you had a beer or you, you didn't go to the gym that one day. And now you're just not going to do it more because, well, if I screwed up this time, I'm going to screw up forever. All right, let's next year. You know, next year is my year. And we see jokes with memes online about this, exactly about this. I already screwed up. Next year is my year. It's funny, but it's also a reality. And the reason why we make these jokes is because we don't want to be held accountable. We don't want to be put down for our announcements only to realize we failed it. And now we don't want anyone to know that we failed it. Let's just kind of move on. You didn't see nothing. Let me gaslight you real quick with other photos and other stories so you don't realize that this is what I just did. Guys, I, if you have a New Year's resolution, I encourage you, go all in on it. I don't care what it is that you're trying to focus on in your life. It might not be health health and fitness or finances. It might be other things that are very important to you. Like, for example, really diving into the scriptures, to the word of God, and to spend time with the Lord, and to actually be plugged into a local church where you actually give of your time, give of your service, just give of yourself to the church, and really develop a foundation of biblical knowledge, doctrine, theology, which I think is sorely lacking in our country, in the United States, as we saw it revealed on, I think, Ligonier's, one of Ligonier's websites, 
where they did a survey of what people believe based on specific theological points. And it's sad, guys. It is so sad that we really don't know the God of the Bible. And so maybe that's your goal. Maybe that's your New Year's resolution. Fantastic. Because that is exactly what we need. What we need more and more than ever today in our world is men and women. But, you know, obviously my heart is for men as well. Like you guys, you need to dive in. I'm all about fitness. I'm all about having commitments. I'm all about destroying the evil idols of this day, of the things that are trying to destroy us and, and knock us down. But unless you actually wrap your mind around what God is trying to teach you and show you through the word of God, unless you actually learn what the scriptures are saying as they teach it to us, then you're going to just continuously create a hearken image in your mind. And you think it's going to be in service to God, but in reality, it's in service to your flesh. It's in service to the world. It's in service to your pride. That might be your New Year's resolution. And I would guarantee, I promise you that doubling down on that will yield so much more return on investment than anything else would. And if anything, all the other things that we are trying to accomplish might be, not might, I honestly believe will be touched as a result of that. Not in the sense of prosperity and wealth and health, because nothing's guaranteed on this world. We live in a fallen world of sin. We fall short daily. We fall, right? But that's the thing I'm trying to get at with New Year's resolutioners is because once you do fall, you just throw in the towel. You just give it up. What did you expect? Honestly, did you honestly think you weren't going to slip up? Did you honestly think that it wasn't going to be hard a few weeks down the line when life starts to throw things back into your face, when your kids won't seem to let you just chill for a little bit so you can focus on that project you really want to do? You're trying to get into business. You want to start something. You want to work towards your goals. You got to do it. You got to make some sacrifices. You got to make sure that you understand the life that you live specifically, right? Because you know your schedule. You know what it's going to take and the sacrifices you need to make. And so you need to really account for that. Sit down, really see if this is something that you can accomplish. It's attainable, not easy, but it's attainable. There's a measure of, of time frame where you can see yourself knocking things out little by little, right? Because you can't knock it out in one big chunk. This takes time. That's why we do a new year resolution, because it's going to take the whole year to truly get us on the ball. And even then, we might not hit the goals that we're trying to get to. But don't quit. If you get anything out of me here is do not quit. Dive in and create a plan for you to get closer to the Lord and read the word of God. Dive in, create a plan or find someone that can help you and coach you, i.e. me with chaos resistance fitness to coach you in your fitness journey in your programming so we can help you to develop the right healthy habits the right habits you need to sustain a lifestyle of health and fitness all right i'm not offering a magic pill i'm offering you coaching i'm offering you mentorship through this you know find some accountability and if not through me go on bodybuilding.com look up a free workout program and stick to that Stick to it. Do something, but create a plan for yourself. Know when you're going to be able to accomplish these things. Don't overwhelm yourself. Go two to three times out of the week to the gym or do it at home. You don't have to do it every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, Just get started and find some accountability of people that are going to surround you and encourage you, support you. And yes, even find someone who loves you enough, who is bold enough to tell you honestly that you're slipping. 
You need that accountability or you will give yourself the free pass. I don't care how dedicated you think you are. I think I'm a very dedicated person. And even I will find ways to, to just kind of bend the curb a, a little bit. So, you know, I don't, we're all humans here, okay? And I know you want to be a part of the 9% that win through the new year having accomplished the goals that you want to accomplish. All right? You, with your finances, get on mint.com. Again, find a financial coach that can actually help you out with what you guys are trying to accomplish with your money, your savings, your investments. All that is so important and it's so freeing. I mean, I started doing that for myself. And when I started to track my money and everything, I just realized how much more I was saving, how much more I realized I was keeping and and able to invest and give. I mean, it's so freeing. And that's why you guys do this. This is why you want to accomplish what you're accomplishing. And I think all of this, there's a lot of wisdom behind this, a lot of wisdom. And so I was looking at the scriptures, obviously, I have to get, you know, I have to give the scriptures because a lot of the things that we want to accomplish and succeed in our lives, it's because somehow, some way they have left chaos in our lives, whether that was in a more physical sense of chaos or a mental state or a spiritual state. We want to take that and bring some order and peace to it. But we can't do that without wisdom. We can't do that without the guidance of God and his word and the Holy Spirit. And so, with that, I'm looking at Proverbs chapter 8, and honestly, I think I'm going to read the whole thing, and I hope you guys can bear with me. I will end it after that. I don't want to make this too long. I'm 13 minutes in, so let's dive in. Proverbs chapter 8, it's literally the the title of this chapter is listed as the blessings of wisdom. So, you know, I know I'm doing something right here by reading this. Now, here's what it says. Uh, Verse 1, does not wisdom call? That is a question. Does it not call out to you? Absolutely. Wisdom is always presenting herself in a way that we can choose that direction. But why is it the hardest one sometimes? Why is it the one that we screen? That's the call that we screen so often, isn't it? If wisdom was a person with a cell phone and they were calling you right now on your cell phone and it's New Year's Eve and you have an option to go out and turn up or do something a little different tonight. Are you going to pick up Wisdom's phone call? I know that sounds corny and cringy, but think about that one for a second. Continuing, does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call. And my cry is to the children of man. Look at that. Wisdom cries out to the children of man. It's standing tall. It's at the gates. It's presenting itself. It's not hiding. It isn't subtle. It's pretty much there. The elephant in the room. And it's up to you to choose to really see this. Verse 5. Oh, simple ones. Simple ones. I love that. Learn prudence. Oh, fools. Learn sense. Hear. For I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. That's wisdom talking. Well, I, we know that's God speaking. Verse 8. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. Look at that. We all want that, right? Those that want to honor the Lord, honor Christ in this life. We know that in Christ, 
There is no twisted or crookedness. It's all righteous. It's straight. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Verse 10, take my instruction instead of silver, hear that, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. Do you see that? It goes back to what I'm saying. Ultimately, all the things that we want to accomplish within our finances, within our fitness, our marriages, our relationship with our children, being able to start this business, being able to grow it, whatever your specific goal is, whatever that is, those are good. That is not to to demonize it. It's not to look at that and say, throw that out. I don't know why you're thinking about that. These are good things that we want to accomplish and we should, right? But ultimately, that the best thing to for us to accomplish, which is better than choice gold and silver and jewels and all that, is to accomplish wisdom, is to have the fear of the Lord, is to get closer to the Lord, is to really understand his word and to study it and to live in it. I mean every word I'm saying. The word of God is the light that shines onto your feet and it guides you on your path. And literally, that's a paraphrase of Psalms 119. You're, the word of God is what's going to guide you. And everything else will be touched as a result of that. The scriptures in, in the New Testament in Matthew teach, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness, and everything else will be added. You see that? This is our first and primary goal that we should have. And if no, if not today, then when, right? If not the new year, then when? Because tomorrow for you, my friend, is not guaranteed. You are not guaranteed it. You are not promised it. That would be full arrogance and pride to think that you have it. And so if you're looking to attain anything, attain wisdom, attain the fear of the Lord. Verse 12, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and I find knowledge and discretion. Verse 13, literally what I've been saying to you, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. This is what wisdom, this is God's wisdom and what he provides. Counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. By me, kings reign. And rulers decree what is just. Look at that. Wisdom has counsel. It's sound. It has insight into things. And it has strength. And when we operate in wisdom, when we operate in seeking that wisdom as well, I mean, and and as for men, we know that we want to be excellent in what we do. We want to accomplish all things. And look what, what what the scripture is saying, that by me, kings reign. Kings reign only when they have wisdom and rulers decree what is just. By me, verse 14, princes rule and nobles, all who govern justly. First, and there's a caveat, right? Like it doesn't, just because you have the power doesn't mean that you have wisdom. It's all those who govern justly, which again, if you do have sound wisdom and you have the fear of the Lord, which hates all evil and sin, well, then this is what you get. This is the result of that, right? And verse 17 reads, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. And that's key. You know what? I am going to read a little bit more, but I'm going to kind of harp on verse 17. 
I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Diligently, to be diligent is to be consistent and persistent. It is to work at it. It is to strive for, to seek after wisdom and to love wisdom. With diligence, you will find it. And verse 18 reads, Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield and choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness in the path of justice, granting inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. And so on and reads. I'm going to stop there. Do you see all these things, guys, that you are trying to accomplish? I encourage you to take them before the Lord and really lay it at his feet. And first and foremost, orient your heart and your mind to the things of God, to his truth, to the gospel, and to Christ and to the church. And then everything else will be added. Seek after it diligently. You can't fight these wars alone. The reason why we fail at our New Year's resolutions is because we try to do it alone. And people are afraid to keep us accountable. That's another thing, too. People are so afraid to keep someone accountable for fear of offending. It's a vicious cycle. It truly is. Get plugged in. Get discipled. Find a coach. Do whatever you got to do to help you get on track for this new year. So that way, by next year, maybe you can tell me all that you've accomplished. That would be a beautiful thing. I will enjoy that tremendously. But ultimately, it's really, uh, really going to be up to you. And you have a choice. And I know you think you've made one. But the truth is you have to make this choice every day now. Fitness, every day you have to make a choice to follow through on, on the commitment that you made. Your finances, you have to follow through on actually paying attention to it, looking at where it's going and making the hard decisions to sacrifice the things that do not need to be there that are hurting you financially. Marriage, you have the decision to really work at it or you know, with the relationship that you're in, you have that decision to really work at it and to honor God in it. And so it's, I mean, give some accountability, make sure that you have a mentor or a coach or whatever it is for whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish and, and go for it. Go all the way. Invest in yourself. Do what you got to do to make this a reality. So, guys, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope that it it just encourages you and fires you up to actually make your New Year's resolution a, a reality for yourself. That by the end of the year, you can be more empowered, more, I guess, entrusted. You can be at a different pace in your life when it comes to your relationship with God. And how that translates to everything else. I hope this does encourage you. I'm proud of you. I'm happy to hear this. You know, for you men that are stepping up and you're cutting off the things that are just hurting you. You know, and, and let's be real. It's, it's the porn. It's the drugs. It's all that stuff that really doesn't help us. You know, I mean, I'm proud of you. Go for it. Hitting your goals, working hard, getting up every day to take care of your kids. Proud of you. As a brother, I am proud. To the ladies, to you mothers, hardworking mothers, all that, proud, all right? But 
place your trust in the Lord, trust in Him, trust in His provision, and go in with a, a renewed mind and a renewed heart with strength renewed to accomplish all that you're trying to accomplish, go for it. And for those that have been really on a roll, even from last year, and you've just, you know, you're just on this train of just being able to hit some, some milestones here. Hey, keep going. Keep doubly down. You got people that will pray for you. And I want to be able to pray for you as well. All right. So with that being said, that's it. I am going to go and I'm going to spend some time with my daughter, my mother, my brother, my sister. And I'm going to have me a really good New Year's Eve. And tomorrow I got to go to church. I was humbly asked to read two passages of scripture at church. So I'm going to make sure that I am nice and well rested for that. And that we start the new year the right way. All right. So until then, God bless you guys. Honestly, have a happy new year. Make sure that you are honoring Christ, acting like men lifting some heavy weights, and resisting tyranny. Peace. If you found value, then please subscribe and leave an honest rating and review. And remember that in the midst of chaos, Christ is there.